0: Good evening. Wilwoker well, died on the 5th of April 2019 due to acute heart failure. Although it took a few days to reach all over the world, the news devastated hundreds of thousands of people. I wanted to pay my respects to an artist whose work means quite a bit to me and I really only have one way of showing my gratitude, for an episode dedicated to celebrating his life and work. We're going to start the show with a song which wasn't his first, but it was one that made him a sensation with fans all over the globe. Despite its widespread appeal and light-hearted sounding core, the song depicts self-harm and suicide and all his songs aren't for the faint of heart. This is the Topical Resort, celebrating the life of Vocaloid artist Wawaka, and this is Rolling Girl right here on the Topical Resort. <laughs> Phone was on that whole time, and my hotkeys are now not working because everything is cursed to just not work tonight. I guess that, in a way, is telling me to uh, probably not do this, but I cannot um, stand by idly and not do this. In case you can't tell, I, I have a very dry throat tonight, and that's that is, of course, a uh, metaphor in this case. Um, so as Twinny delightfully, delightfully, no that is not the correct way to say it at all, uh, apologies, as 20 said on the Twitter, rightfully, was actually what I meant to say, um, tonight we are dimming the lights, we are not in our usual silly fun sort of moods, because uh, quite frankly I don't think tonight is really the occasion, can you tell I'm very nervous, I'm very nervous, um, but this the Topical Resort, on Radio Sega you just heard Rolling Girl, a song first featured in... When was the exact date that was uploaded? Uh, I've, that's escaped my mind. In August of 2009, I believe, was when that first made its appearance, and that was by the artist who we're focusing on tonight, known as Waka. And, well, that was featured on a numerous amount of games, but the first one it was featured on on our playlist was Hatsune Miku Project Diva Arcade. The original, before all the future tones, before all the console versions, Hatsune Miku Project Diva Arcade was where that first made its appearance. So I would like to say a huge thank you to everyone who is currently listening in on the Discord. We have a few of you around. We have we have Brick Game, we have Superbike, we have Twinnie, and we have II. And if you'd like to join radiosc.j4 slash Discord, throughout the show I am gonna be asking you a few things, um, the obvious one such as what track would you like to hear, but I'm also gonna be asking for some of your opinions, some of your memories, thoughts, etc. throughout this show right here. So um, what else can I really say to start off with the aside from um, just hello etc I I just really sort of don't know where to go in this show because I really don't want to say anything that sort of crosses the line in the wrong way or say something I don't mean out of sort of nerves or something but... Um, I sort of explained all I can really explain about the situation in my opening monologue, which was that he died on April 5th due to acute heart failure. And, well... Yeah, it obviously sucks. There's no way around it. It's a horrible situation. It's a horrible thing to have to discuss, but my exact words what I cannot sit idly by and let this pass, because unfortunately I missed this opportunity with another favourite artist who died before I was... Even sort of into radio, just barely before I was into radio, and I'd never got the opportunity to do this. I don't want to sort of miss that opportunity to have a nice heartfelt scent off again, so as much as I would have loved to have covered the fun nostalgic place they episode for me i don't really think it was in my best interests or in my heart to actually do that this week at all, so that's why we're here, and I should say as well, throughout the show, uh, there are a few bits that I want to know from you so I just mentioned about the music, but on top of that, I also want to know your favorite songs, a song or multiple songs you would like to hear, and any memories of the music, or any memories of his music or inspiration it may have had. so maybe it inspired you, maybe it even sort of changed your life and your future and everything else. Just let me know anything, and uh, on the Twitter feed as well, probably the best place to do that, because I imagine using all the sort of hashtags we're going to be using tonight that will draw in quite a crowd. So if you are listening in and you don't have a Discord, well, I've told you where to join if you want to, but if you don't, that is fine. Twitter is the other main place we check our social media, which is at uh, Radio Sega, or you can tweet to my own accounts, which are at Topper Resort or at The Green Viper 8 I will read your... Suggestions from all those places and our official hashtag, which is hashtag Topical Resort. So you can either send me a voice recording tonight, or you can send me just a text of how you feel, etc. And um, I'll be reading them out, out, playing them later on in the show. So I I did have something in mind that I was going to say about sort of the impact his music has personally had on me. Because uh, a lot of this show is dedicated to recapping his life and uh, going through his music in order. But I should sort of say how it has personally affected, touched me, etc. All that sort of stuff which I want to know from you. So I'll get the ball rolling in this case and I will uh, let you know all that first. Let me just loop my music because I'm getting low low on it. Um, So... I should start off by saying my my vocaloid experience is very similar to a lot of other people in the community, and that's not saying everyone's experiences are the same. I know people like I I obviously got into it much later in their lives, but a lot of the sentiments shared throughout the community seems to roughly be similar. Which is um, a lot of people got into it around their sort of mid, early, late, whatever round sort of. Teenage years, early twenties, and uh, this well, obviously, is clearly no exception in my situation. Cause uh, I, have you know, everyone always sort of says the same thing when I discuss how they got into it. For the most part, it's uncertain time in my life. This new form of music came along, which I didn't really understand, but it almost spoke to me in a different way that other genres didn't. And while I wouldn't say I was that extreme, I would say. This music was completely just unlike anything I'd ever heard before. It was so unique, so different, that I was almost sort of captivated to keep listening and listen on, and well, this is a sentiment that's going to be echoed a lot throughout the show, but when I think of Vocaloid and specifically Hatsune Miku, I think of two songs, Yevan Poker and Rolling Girl. Now, when I think of my favourite songs, well, those two don't come up. My favourite song, when I think of it, would be Clover Club, and then coming after that, World's End Dancehall. And his music, well, it continues, quite frankly, to still capture, recapture that same spirit it did when I first heard it, which not a lot of songs can say they do. Not a lot of artists can say they do. And one song that in particular sparks that same memory in me for the first even now after all these times of hearing it and it's one that i first heard through this website so funnily enough it's fairly important for me both from a musical perspective from almost sort of a morning perspective and from the perspective of being a staff member of this website because it's one of my favorite songs quite frankly ever and i first heard it as a result of you guys, the Radio Egg listener base. So, with that in mind, let's get into another track from Hatsune Miku Project Diva Arcade, featured in many other games, such as Hatsune Miku Project Diva F and Hatsune Miku Project Diva Future Tone. And it's, as I've said, one of my favourites. It's World's End Dancehall. And when we come back, we're going to start discussing the part one of... Uh, uh, sorry, I really can't speak for Of Wawaka's Life. Join me then, but for now... Please try and enjoy the music. now my hotkeys work, that is an improvement, I can actually fade up and down the music as I like, which uh, I couldn't do previously. Welcome back to the Topical Resort, right here on Radio Sega, you just heard one of Waka's many tracks, and that was originally from Miku Project Diva Arcade, known as World's End Dancehall, if we're going through the depictions of his songs, well it's a song which uh, is surprisingly in the name for once, it's a song about the end of the world, and. In tradition with all these songs, that's fairly dark, but it gets darker because it's implied that the song is about two lovers and two lovers who are forbidden and in the end uh, kill themselves. So it's a nice uplifting song for a nice uplifting show overall, but it's still a fantastic song when you consider all those guitar riffs and all the uh, the drums as well. I love Worlds and Dancer, one of my favourite songs for that reason. It's got that awesome rock vibe which not many Vocaloid songs capture all that well. Love it. Brilliant stuff. So, anyway, we're going to be getting into the history of Uwaka. This is in four parts, and the first part, um, the first part here I have dubbed the Miku Corporation. Each part has its own name, and you will see why. The whole point is you have to listen to find out why it's dubbed that, but let's begin with the fact that Uwaka, also known as, I'm sorry, I'm really going to horribly mess this up, Genjitsu Tohiko. Let's try it again. Genjitsu Tohi P was born on the 4th of November 1987 in Japan's Kagashima Prefecture. Not much is known about his early life, but he was always very interested in music and wanted to join a rock band from middle school onwards. He would get his wish in high school when he became a guitarist in a local rock band, and he would continue throughout his college life. It was around April 2009 when he decided to quit his current band for reasons we're about to get into. December 2008 was when he first heard the song by the name of Last Night Goodnight by a composer live tune, helpfully featuring Hatsune Miku. He's been quoted as saying, The number one thing that makes Hatsune Miku Hatsune Miku has to be her voice. It entered my ears in a way entirely unlike the music I'd heard before. Regardless of the song or lyrics, it felt like it was pressing on a new stimulus. At first, I didn't know who was making songs, so I thought, maybe there's a Hatsune Miku composing committee. And they crank out all of these? So, he would look into this further, and discovered what, what made the music even more unique was that anyone with the help of software could create music featuring Hatsune Miku. No committees, no overseeing board, anyone with a computer could make a Hatsune Miku song. Already having a background in music, he convinced himself that he capable of making similar music and set out to create a track featuring Hatsune Miku. Wawaka's style was influenced by his background in rock and rock bands, a style which set him out from many other Vocaloid producers at the time, from attempting to make mostly lighthearted pop tracks. He would quickly learn, or he quickly learned that things weren't as friendly as they may have seemed on the outside. As so even though things weren't hostile either, there was certainly the taste of competition in the air. Everyone was fighting for notoriety or to create the best song, and with more people discovering the genre of each passing day, there was little room for new competition. Even after Wawaka entered the game, his early hits would start to emerge during this time, and that would propel him into Vocaloid and also wider spotlight. May 2009 would see the release of his first song known as Into the Grey Zone, and while it was nowhere near the most popular of his, it's notable for kicking off his career in fashion. He continued to make songs, all of them noteworthy on their own, but he'd he'd have a hit on his hands on the 30th of August 2009 when he released Two-Faced Lovers, a song still heavily ingrained in the minds of those who heard it all those years ago. A few songs would follow, but he'd find himself with his largest song and, o- and yeah. his largest song to date and overall on his hands in February 2010. Also, sorry, that means I got the date wrong earlier. Uh, did I actually? Yeah, I did. Um, Rolling Girl specifically released on the 14th of February and quickly took practically the entire world by storm. A bit of an exaggeration, but everyone had seemingly heard of the song that year. The song had amassed over six million views on Nico Nico and one million on YouTube not including the record sales and the countless compilation albums it appeared on over the years. To this day, when me and, others, me and many others hear the name of and Miku, two songs come to mind, Ivan Poker and Rolling Girl. It was always a genre-defining song. Everything that came after this from other artists almost seemed to follow the guidelines the song set out, and it would take years to wash away that influence many other hits also came in the years to follow which I would now read you out such or I should say as well I should fill in the gaps of the ones I didn't previously discuss. so let me just check my music's gonna loop it is so his songs include uh... these are all in Japanese as well so I apologize if you cannot read Japanese or hear it or whatever you need to do so his first song was Into the Grey Zone second song Teno third song Line Up, fourth song Tusenbo, uh, 5th, Bokken. I'm gonna have to read these out off somewhere else. Hang on, let me do it. Let me find. Because uh... I don't want to read out the Japanese names, I want to read out the names you guys can understand. Uh, give me just a brief second here while I get that up. Um... Is there a defensive list somewhere? Because I meant to compile this, but I just completely forgot earlier on. Uh, discography. Uh nope, that's his records. it's Not what I wanted. Uh we're just gonna have to go with the Japanese name for so now, I apologize for guys Um so we had Boken no Saino, we had uh, Two Faced Lovers, then we had Zure Taiko. Taiku, sorry. I think I say it. Taiku, yeah. Eight his eighth song was Tumiki no Ningyo, ninth was Rolling Girl, tenth was Rolling Dance 11th was Unhappy Refrain and 12th was Unknown Mother Goose. His final song released on August 22nd 2017. And that is part 1, that is the Miku Corporation and that is part of the four parts of the history you're going to be hearing tonight of Wawaka. So, what? Well, how more fitting than to go into his very first song now and well it's known simply as into the grey zone, this top resort covering the life and times of a walker. Turn up the volume and try, try and get down hopefully. Because uh, there's some great tunes in here. Either way, enjoy. Zone from a and this is the top result right here on radio sega and uh, it's time to get into the history part two and i've titled this one frustration and the resolution so things weren't all rosy behind the scenes however as waka gradually became more and more unimpressed with his work his own work and life i had a very narrow view though at some point there was a change in me my songs were starting to walk on their own But what was I doing living here? Soon enough, I thought, maybe singing with my own fleshy body is the only way I can save myself. It wasn't like I was looking at the Vocaloid scene objectively, but it it felt like more of a blind me, 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 what about me? Once I started thinking like that, I didn't have any social contact for about half a year. I had all my meals delivered and drank, and that's it. I thought it'd be really bad if I kept it up like this. As for the music he was producing during this time, he went on to say, I expect people won't like me for saying this, but it was like, all I have to do is write a Wawaka like song, right? Frustrated with where his life and career was headed, he released one final album known as Unhappy Refrain, an album that's been referred to in recent years as his frustrated parting gift to the Vocaloid community. After this album, he took a break and packed his bag for a new adventure. In one of his earlier quotes, he mentioned that the only way he felt he could save himself was singing with his own flesh, and that's exactly what he did. He found himself some bandmates, and went off to form a new band he called Hitori Atelier. They formed in 2011 and did some live performances for a few years. In 2012, a new band member known as Shinoda would join, and with that, the band was renamed Hitori. 2013 would be a big year for the band as they signed into Sony's music group for their sub-label known as Hinichijo. Their popularity would skyrocket as they were featured in Japan's Countdown Japan 13 14 New Year's Festival in late 2013-early 2014 and this was perfect as their record contract was ready to go with some of their newfound popularity. 2014 saw the release of their first full-length album titled Wonder and Wonder. They had too many albums before this, known as Roomset Girls' Escape, in 2013, and Imaginary Monofiction from 2014. The rest of their discography, as of now, is Monocro Mon- Monocrono Entrance, Entra- oh, sorry, Monocrono Entrace 2015, Roomset Girls Escape Remaster 2015, Deeper 2015, and Iki 2016. As to how important Hitotu was to him, Waka oh, in a translated interview had to say, "I think I would have ended up dying." if I hadn't made that band, and there's no really sort of way around it, that there's, I don't really sort of know what to say in response to that quote, because yeah, it's pretty likely, judging by how he described his life, that things wouldn't have continued had he not, or had he found his escape clause, who knows really what have, would have happened, but maybe hey, we know, As we know from the story, there's two parts left. It lasted a good few years. Yeah, so... I know this show is seeming relatively short. It's not going to be a one-hour show, but we are going to be spending plenty of time after these history segments going through your memories, your requests, any spare music we have left over. Tons of music. Hopefully tons of memories and all of that. But since since we've called this section Frustration and the Resolution it's about time we played something from the frustrated part and well this song first appeared in Hatsune Miku Project Diva F the first game to appear on the PS3 and I've already talked about it it's simply known as Unhappy Refrain you're listening to the Topic Resort right here on Radio Sega. Happy refrain, this is the top result right here on Radio Sega, and we're currently having a quite nice chat in the chat room, actually, because, um, well, we've drifted off the subject of the episode, which you could view as a bad thing, but I view that as a bit of a good thing, we're still, you know, not not, my, not making, how, how am I trying the best way to describe it, we're not going out of our way to go off subject, but we are, but it happens, but we're just having nice, respectful chats in the chat room about Project Diva, and specifically the subject has come up of why isn't Project Diva on Steam? And this is a very good question that I think regularly gets asked on this show and on quite a few other shows. So I've said it before, but I think I'll say it again: in that Project Diva um, is one of those games that Sega Europe always go, "Yeah, we've heard your request. Bring it to PC soon." Um, another one of those games is Persona. In recent years, they keep saying that with Persona, but like Persona is one of the franchises they go on record to say they're actively considering for PC. Like quite a few times, they've done that now. Actually, and they've done that with years for me, who since like, I, I t- 2014 was like my first sort of run in with the franchise, and I remember even back then they used to go on about how they're going to bring the game to Steam. Like back in the days of Project E F on the PS3, they were like, yeah, we're going to bring the game to Steam, guys. And well, uh, it's 2019 now. Jeez, this has been five years since I've become interested in this stuff, and um, yeah, there's still no sign of a PC port. We were mentioning, however, that um, uh, Project Diva has its own PC clone, a la sort of um, Clone Hero, the Guitar Hero clone, and Stepmania, the Dance Dance, Man- uh, the Dance Dance Revolution clone. And it's known as PPD, or I-, I don't actually know what it stands for, it's just known as PPD, it's a Japanese clone, and it functions very similarly to the real game except you put in your custom music videos, you put in your custom notes files there are some things that don't work very well, there are quite a few like bugs and quite a few things that just don't work as well as the retail games well, I'd love to see the games come to steam but hey, you can play them on PC if you want there's also emulators not going to condone that sort of thing but if you own the game, I'm going to condone that sort of thing if you own the PSP, I'm going to condone that sort of thing, but if you don't own either uh, don't be going and doing that. Go and support the developers. Go and support the people who made this music specifically more than the developers. I'd say in this case, go and buy the albums of the people if you end up liking any of the music. Because one thing about Vocaloid is it's very readily available. There's you can go out, or well, you can't really go out to the shops and buy a CD, but just go on Amazon. You can instantly find a bunch of albums from probably any of your favourite artists. It's really easy to get a hold of, unlike a lot of video game music. So. If you like anything heard tonight, be sure to uh, go and buy it. Specifically, I know Unhappy Refrain, the album, is available as an audio CD on Amazon for about £10 right now, I think. Once I have some money in my bank account, I think I'm going to drop the money on that because I really just want to sort of listen to some of this music again. I want to drop some money on a few other albums as well because, oh, boy, I'd love to own some physical copies of some Mitchie M stuff, but that's beside the point. But... Yeah, um, Project Diva on Steam as well. That would open up a lot of opportunities for custom songs, and that would really sort of balloon the community. Balloon? What would be a better sort of way to describe it? That would really sort of um, almost kickstart the community again, because that would get people really interested in making new Vocaloid songs specifically so they can put them in the game and play along to them in the game. I think it would be brilliant in terms of getting the sales of the software back up and getting the sales of the games back up, because games have been stalling a bit in recent years. I think... It's gone a bit underground, not anywhere nearly as severe as it was with like Guitar Hero, but it's definitely gone through the rhythm game cycle, which is massive for a good few years, and then eh, it's, it's, it's doing all right now. It's got a small tight-knit community, and it'll come back. One day it'll come back. But I really think that'd be great for um, the community to have a PC version of the game. Seriously, so you get on it. And plus, all the opportunities for, like, music that isn't Miku. I've, I've banged on about this on the show before, how they should make... I mean, the game itself is made by AM2. That AM2. The legendary developers. The, the rhythm game engine behind it is so good, and yet... They just don't do anything with it. The only other game they've made with the Miku engine is Miracle Girls Festival, which is a game in a very similar vein, which is sort of, um... Sort of singing schoolgirls. That sort of thing, which... Yeah, Miracle Girls Festival is a bit too weeby, even. even. I was going to say even for me, but I'm not really a weeby person at all. I just quite like Vocaloid as a genre. It's a cool genre. But, uh, as a whole, though, they should make it. They, they should, if they brought it to PC, then I wouldn't have to keep complaining they haven't made an AM2 or like OutRun Rhythm Game or, you know, Sega Arcade Classics Rhythm Game. Wouldn't that be so cool? I'd love that. Either way, um, we've we've gone on quite a bit, long enough like five minutes about that, it's just nice to have a, a chat about something different, something uplifting in a time that shouldn't be all that uplifting, but hey, what can you do? History of Woke Part 3, one last happy memory. Awoker spent many years away from Vocaloid, taking his well-deserved break by making more music. After a few years, though. It seems almost that he missed the music and the friends he made within the Vocaloid community. He thought to create a new song, or the thought to create a new song, crossed his mind many times during his absence, but he mostly ignored them, citing that in his mind he was really waiting for someone to be pushing him in, rather than making his own way back. He was curious as to what he could do with his newfound musical knowledge and the advancements in Hatsune Miku, as well, it's got at least four, if not five versions by now and you felt the perfect opportunity arose in 2016 to 2017. Restart was an album released on August 30th, 2017 to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the Miku Vocaloid module, or to put it simply, 10 years since the release of Hatsune Miku, not the Vocaloid software and not every single Vocaloid. Disc 2 contained many, classics Mi- or many classic Miku tracks sure to make your head pop, and Disc 1 contained numerous new tracks to celebrate the occasion. Highlights included Spark from Deco27, Ohedo Julia Knight from M, Initial Song from 40MP, and Unknown Mother Goose from some long-forgotten old face known as Wawaka. He stumbled his way into the project as he was asked to be involved. We could end it there, but the story is much more interesting than that. The timeline of events is that the team behind the album asked Wawaka to... Who initi- or asked Wawaka to make a track and he initially didn't reply. The team then asked Deco27 if he wanted to do a track from the album and he asked to see who else was involved, the team replied with Wawaka and he didn't have to delay his answer in the slightest. Since the two are fairly close, Wawaka learnt of Deco's involvement and realised he'd been cornered in, almost forcing him to do a track for the album. Unknown Mother Goose was released to widespread acclaim and it brought hope that Wawaka would continue to grace the scene once again. And to the cynical old bees, it brought a light of hope that the scene would return to her its former glory or it could be reinvigorated once again. The song, unlike his usual grim-dark style of Hatsunimiku tracks, shows his love and appreciation for the character, thanking her for the opportunities he has been granted as a result of her as a character, or more specifically the software thinking of her as almost a motherly-like figure, someone who has given him every opportunity he has aimed for in his musical career. The song not only breaks the style of his own music, but also the album. The general theme was meant to be thank you, rather than showing appreciation or family-like love. But he chose to do just that and blew everyone away in the process. Sadly, however, I think you all know that this tale isn't going the way we all wish it would have. After Unknown Mother Goose... Walker returned to his duties and newfound fame in Hitori. And that means we've only got one part left and um, unfortunately I think you can all see the way that this is going but, and I think you can see what music track's coming up next so I'm instead going to throw a curveball and say it's not Unknown Mother Goose but we're going to head a bit back in time to another one of his noteworthy tracks and well it's one you've probably heard of, it's probably his third biggest track I would say and It's simply known as Two-Faced Lovers. Enjoy.
1: you So i
0: Lovers There, a track which I didn't think, I I hadn't heard it actually before this, I have not heard that once, but I actually recognised it when it came on, because I remembered that that track was mashed up in the Sonic Mania and Hatsune Miku mod, which was released by Tracker DD many years ago, but recently got, a few years ago, but recently got re-released last week on April Fool's Day. So, that's where I remembered it from, but I hadn't previously heard it before, and I went, oh, it's that song! and well instantly it just sort of takes you back to the first time you heard it even if it was remixed to the tune of chemical plant but hey great song and unfortunately we can't really dodge around it any longer part four hopefully we'll meet again it's unknown whether Wakka intended this to be his final run-in with miku perhaps he planned to enjoy another long break as he had done years before only to surprise everyone with another ace song Perhaps he completely wiped his hands of the community, feeling he'd made a happier happier send-off track than his last. Or maybe he planned to make a new song very soon, now that he was back in the fold. What I can tell you however is that he continued on with a few more tours with Hitori, hopefully enjoying his time and his next break from Vocaloid. It's clear that this was originally his passion project, as he could sing his heart out rather than having, having someone do it for him and his passion project rightfully engulfed his life, as we can all agree it should have. We would much rather have him do what he loves and have him suffer in a genre he grew to dislike. His tours with the band would run all the way up until their Japanese tour with, uh, in the starting months of 2019. Sadly, this is the last detail we know uh, what he was up to during his post-Miku time period, as this tour would be his last, as on April 5th, 2019, during the band's Japanese tour, He died of an acute heart failure at age 31. The last glimpse the general public got to see of his life was on April 1st, when he tweeted out a rather powerful last tweet, reading, Rei is beautiful, Rei being the name of Japan's new era. It truly is heartbreaking that he didn't get to see Rei come to fruition. His family held a private funeral while Hitori's Japanese website spread the news of his death and its cause. This news wouldn't reach the rest of th- this news wouldn't reach the western world until monday when reddit broke the story by translating the original post tens of thousands of pan- fans paid their respects to an artist who, unlike many, managed to build a personal connection with his fans whose songs changed careers, opinions, and most importantly, lives. Walker sadly isn't the first important figurehead within the community to die young. No, well-known Eurobeat vocaloid producer Sam Free also died at age 31, and sadly, Walker will not be the last to leave us. His story of falling in love with a character, the heartbreak that followed, the years without, and the great return is a story which strikes chords within many of us, as even though it's not relatable in some senses, we can relate to the immense ups and downs emotionally he's experienced, and no one would wish this fate upon him. As sad as his death is, there are always more positive ways to look at it, but it still doesn't fix the holes left in many of our hearts. He died doing what he loved. After all the hardships, he formed a band that he adored with fans who adored him, formed many close connections with his fans and vocaloid producers, left on good terms in the communities he was in and got to do what he wanted with his life, not what others wanted. All we can do is hope and pray that his death was painless and that he's in a better place now. Still that won't make our lives without him any easier. Let me just leave the music before we go any further. Where am I now? I've lost myself completely. I'm not the world's greatest of words, but I hope I'm getting my point across as best as possible. He did not deserve this fate, but we should smile that he graces for his presence to begin with, and we will still always have his legacy to live with. Join me after the break for discussions on our favourite work of his, and your favourite songs and remixes. Be sure to send me your requests in Discord now, I'm greenviper 8 hashtag 6383, or on Twitter at RaiderSega, at Topper Resort or at the 8 or using the hashtag TopResort. If you don't have any memories of specifically his work, be sure to send me in your favourite memories of Project Diva and any experiences you might have had with his tracks, and, well, go ahead and look up his discography right now, any music he made on Wikipedia or on the Vocaloid Wiki find something you like, send it my way, it can be a remix, it can be an original track, it can be anything as long as it relates to his work and this track coming up next, while it's not one of his I really couldn't think of anything more fitting to play in its place so from the original Project Diva and originally from Cosmo P, this is the disappearance of Hatsune Miku and it's finally gonna be time to hear your voices when we come back in just a moment but for now stay strong Enjoy the tunes. talk bed must mean that we've moved on to another part of the show and this is the part where I ask for your say, your opinions and normally it'd be on something a bit more light hearted but hey it's still your opinions nonetheless so um, I've got a few from a few different places and I'm also well, going to be scouting out some other things that I keep seeing on Twitter as the timeline passes. So, um, in the meantime, I should just say as well, a few of you got any requests, but there's still plenty of time to give them some more, so anyone who's listening in, you're eligible for one, send it in, even if it's, like, a remix of something we've already played, no problem, that is also valid, I mean, most of the music's gonna be remixes, and we're gonna be trying to get through a bit of his discography as well, because, I mean, hey, we've still got, like, what, an hour of the show left, so... We Might as well try and make the most of the time we have that doesn't mean we're going to go for an hour But it means we're going to try and make the most what we have here. So um, Let me just go on over to Instagram first So I don't forget because Instagram is the first place. I actually think I saw the first comment and It comes from Sega underscore memories who says um, initially uh, Who says oh no what happened to him in response to our post about it, and? and that was 20 said died of heart failure and he says very sad he was very young and he asked whether it was completely sudden or an unexpected thing and this is actually a good question and I really cannot find too much information about it but uh, seemingly uh, unless he was very quiet about it it seems that it just sort of sprung up one day and it really came out of nowhere. That's sort of what I got the impression of, I mean, unless it was just a secret for a really long time, but I mean, it came out of nowhere in the sense of it It had um, been brewing for a few days, uh, so I guess, uh, in the sense, yeah, it hadn't come out of nowhere, but you know, it would come out of nowhere in the sense of it hadn't been building for months, necessarily, so, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm doing bad words now, I was doing better earlier, um, so, We had that. Let me check Twitter, because I don't think Twitter was all that active tonight. Mainly the main posts I'm going to be talking about are going to be coming from our Discord server, because you guys in the Discord have been very active tonight, uh, keeping up with the show, keeping up with the happenings of the show, etc. So nothing on Twitter. I haven't actually checked Facebook, um, but I will say who's reacted and stuff like that, in case there is nothing on Facebook. Uh, Let me just check. So we had, um, specifically we had Darren and Marco liked the post, and we had someone else with a sad react earlier, but I can't find them now, uh, where were they, there we go, uh, Luca reacted with a sad sad react as well, which, yeah, was really the appropriate way to react, there's no other way that Facebook will allow you to react that um, <laughs> signifies what we're trying to say here, but the main meat and potatoes of the segment is going to come from you guys on Discord. Uh, I'm just going to read out the various things you've been saying tonight, because many of you have said sort of uh, multiple things really here, so uh, I'm not going to read out the part where you're talking about the Raspberry Pi cases, uh, because admittedly they do look really cool, but uh, they're not related to what I'm talking about here, but uh, it features a Mega Drive, therefore it's tempting. (laughs) And it features Raspberry Pi, which makes it even worse. So, uh, let's see what we had throughout the show. Uh, we had a very uh, sort of... We just had a nice sort of conversation about Trap earlier on. So that was good. Uh, I started things off, however, with a with a sobbing emoji. And 20 then uh, transferred it over into Pouring One Out. Which, uh, yes, Pour One Out if you haven't already. I- I'm not going to do that tonight. I did that last night on stream by X. Um, Unrelated, I accidentally pulled my drink over myself on stream last night, so it's not quite the same, but I did pull one out in uh, some respects, if that makes any look of sense. So there was that. Um, What am I also looking for? Um, Sorry, my Discord browser is really slow tonight, so I'm struggling quite a bit to find any of your comments. Uh, Gamer says, I haven't been a Vocaloid fan for long, but this news has still had an effect on me. Superbike says, it's always hard when someone you look up to passes away, and although he wasn't very old, he's had an impact on many people, and the important part, will continue to do so. Uh, we had some other messages. Uh, mainly a lot of people were just talking about Project Diva and the fact they really want to play Project Diva after having heard the music, which was, yeah, my exact experience. I never really went through my exact experience of discovering it, which I guess I could go through now. Uh, because hey, there's no better time to go over it. The exact way I found Project Eva was actually through live streams. Was, uh, it, I think this was around the time I was slowly getting back into rhythm games. because I love, love, love rhythm games when I was younger, but um, I just sort of fell out of them. And I got really back into them in 2014, um, just before sort of the uh, guitar craze kicked itself back up again and uh, then proceeded to kick itself back down. So I really got back into that, and uh, specifically it was the streamer who uh, I think a few, at least a few of you will know, or at least you've heard the name, and Darkspun Sonic, he was a really cool dude by the way, check out his channel, but he was playing Project Diva F2nd on his channel, and it was specifically, I think it was actually the disappearance, of, it was, it was the disappearance of Hatsune Miku he was playing, which was the first track I heard, which is why I played it just then, um, but... Yeah, that was why I played it there, but that was the first time I really ever heard, and it struck chords in me again when I heard this news, because they're sort of intertwined quite heavily, so um, there was that, and yeah, I just watched him play it, and I thought, wow, this looks really fun. I need to get it. Didn't have a PS3, didn't have a Vita, didn't have a PSP, didn't have a PS4. Wouldn't get to play it until 2016, and my first memory, oh, it's a nice, it's actually a nice memory of, uh, first playing Project Diva. I first played it on my PSP in summer 2016. Was it 2016 or would it have been 2015? I have it in my head that it was 2016 for a specific reason, because, um, I'm a very chronic procrastinator. In the sense of, I will leave everything until the last minute, like, not even just, um, uh, I won't do my work to the last minute, no, I'll leave even things that I enjoyed to the last minute. Um, so, in in this natural case, I was looking for ways to buy time, because I was meant to be revising for a biology exam that night, and uh, I was like, oh, well, uh, let's, let's find something I can do after I've got home from school, I need a day to relax now, so it turned out I have relaxed relax the entire night. That's a lie, I did do some revision I specifically remember that. Um, so I found Project Debris and I was like, oh, I have a PSP now, I can finally play these games. Uh, <clears throat> let's give them a download. Um, let's skip beyond that part. So I got Project Deeper 1 and 2 on my PSP, and um, yeah, I was hooked. They're really addictive room games. They're like, well, I have. It's rare that I have rose tinted glasses and like really sort of. Um, Almost like dopamine injecting like memories from very recent years, but I look back on that day very fondly. That day I discovered Project Ever, I just remember that just massive rush in my head of this is so cool, this is awesome, like it's almost as people have said before, it was just like nothing I'd ever experienced before. And a lot of people seem to share that sentiment and yeah, it was like nothing I'd played, nothing I'd seen, nothing I'd watched, nothing I'd heard. It was phenomenal and that's why it still has such a connection with me even after all these years of playing it. And that's my first experience and um, I don't, When was my first, ex- my first experience with uh, one of Wawaka's songs would have been 2015 specifically I believe. Uh, and that would have been, I think Jamie of all people introduced me to uh, Worlds End Dancehall on the 24-7 stream and well it was all history from there. fell in love with the rest of his music. So, uh, now that we've gone on that bit of a tangent uh, we we're also, once again just talking about Project New PC, etc what else did we say in the chat room, there was some more bits, uh, Sergey is repeatedly vesting me, if you're listening Serge just hang on a second, um so, we've got um what was it a superbike said rip walker son thank you for your great music and Brit gamer once again said rest in peace your legacy shall live on and i don't think there's really anything more fitting I could say from that after my incredibly long history piece i can't really top that one so yeah Brit says it best really doesn't it so, yeah, I don't have any of the next music lined up, but I still intend on talking a bit. I still intend on talking, so if you uh, want to drop anything about the games or any of the music down the track still, I'm still going to be reading them for a while. Um, also, how am I sounding on sound levels, by the way? I know I'm um, a little bit quieter than usual, but no one's really said anything, so I assume I'm very sort of audible. If I'm not, uh, you probably could have let me know earlier, but no one's really complaining, so I think I'm good. But give me some time here just to import my music because um, there's a few tracks here you guys have requested. And for the rest of the blocks, I am just going to uh, stick on some stuff I want to hear. And uh, the rest of his sort of discography, which I haven't been able to cover yet. So, Brick Gamer wanted this first track. Uh, even though it's not one of his songs, um, Superbike wanted this one, which I can get down with. I think someone else requested something earlier, but I missed it if I did. Uh, Let me just double check my messages, just to make sure. And uh, I'm going to double check my Twitter feed as well, but I think for the most part we're fairly um, set in stone. So, um, let's do this. Oh, that was a fine, good, cool. Um, Brick Game 98 says, once again, as I said earlier, I haven't been a fan for long. You are part of the reason why I changed that. Unfortunately, that means I haven't had a chance to experience much of his music. Say what you would about vocalized music. You cannot deny the talent the artists have. Once again, brilliantly worded better than I think I could ever put it. So, um, thanks to BrickGamer for being the poetic one tonight instead of a, instead of a little old me right so currently we have up two requests I keep banging on about it but I really want you guys to get in your music but there's still plenty of time and I'll be playing them throughout the rest of this block because we're going to have a long a long a fairly long music break now uh, for the occasion and kicking things off with a track requested by Brick Gamer and it's a remix and well it's a little ditty known as the English cover of Worlds in Hall by Ham and Jubiphonic and when we come back it'll be time to end off the show and tell you about uh, the greener pastures over the hill to come during the next week here on Radio Sega. Heard that before this, um, Superbike linked it to be in the chat room earlier in the show, and I didn't even get a chance to hear that before airing it just now. That was from V uh, name P, that was his piano tribute to the track Rolling Girl. For that, from Hatsune Miku and Megarin Luka, that was the Rocketman remix of World's End Dancer. Which, uh, you obviously may remember the song from the fact that we played it twice during the show already before that one, but also due to the fact that uh, the Rocketman version of that track actually spawned a meme which was this guy with a huge afro, actually I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head, I think it was this guy with an afro uh, in a Miku costume breakdancing, it was something along those lines, I remember seeing that back in the day thinking sort of, what? But now I I know that um, uh, it comes from that video and that's a great remix of the song that I remember being obsessed with when I first had that version which was like after I'd had the original version, Listen to it daily for months and then eventually I stopped but it's a great remix. I even played that on my first episode of the Topical Resort. Um, that was my... what would that have been? That would have been my uh, my Sega track of the week or would it have been my remix of the week? I don't remember. I get the feeling it was my remix of the week at the time. So there we go, that was on, that was that track was featured on the first ever episode of the Topical Resort. For all that, just from Walker, and that was uh, Zure Taiku. For that from Iwaka, that was Boku no Saino. From Hatsunomiki Project Diva, that was The World, was, world Is Mind. It's not a uh, Iwaka track, but it is, however, a track uh, requested by Superbike because it reminds me of the series. Hacky Block from Ham and Jubifonic, that was World's End Dance, all the English cover a track which yes the lyrics are rather fitting but you can really sort of say that about all these tracks to be honest to- coming up tonight so i did say there were greener pastures up ahead because um now it is time for- to discuss what is coming up on the next week one on uh, one on radio sega so uh next week on top resort will still be off the build schedule because next week is Good Friday, so we're going to be discussing Easter eggs in Sega games for the special occasion, because I, I popped into my head this morning, and I thought it's a brilliant idea, I'd love to do that, and that's a perfect opportunity too. So going to be a bit Hidden Palace on you there, but I hope you guys appreciate it. Then after that, we'll be back to play Sega finally, covering the PlaySega Online uh, web service, which featured many Mega Drive games, also tons of original games, such as Sun Hedgehog Level Creator, and even featured a way to... Purchase a USB Saturn controller through the service. We're going to be discussing all about the history, why it closed down, etc. In two weeks' time, but next week is Easter eggs in Sega games. Um, I will say as well, if you want to catch me over the weekend, I will be on two different streams. One of them is a charity stream and one of them is a stream to help out a friend. So, or a friend of a friend in this case. So, on Saturday, I will be on a little stream known as FLAD Festival. And I'm going to have to drop you a link at some point because I currently do not know where it will be held. But the uh, specific event is called the Flood Festival to raise money to get a friend of a friend a plane ticket to America to go to an event. It's. Uh, I'm not going to beat around the bush. It's not the most charitable of causes, but hey, it's for a good person who deserves it. So if you've got a quid or two to spare, uh, I think that'd be appreciated. But what would be even more appreciated is if you donated to charity, because on Sunday at 8am GMT, I will be on Sonic Speed Marathon 2019, which is twitch.tv forward slash Sonic Speed Marathon. It's the second year I've been on, it. it's the fourth year I've been watching, once again, making me feel bad, making me feel old as well. Uh, not particularly, but it's like oh my goodness, that was yesterday, right? Did I start watching that? Four years ago, nope. But um that yeah, Sonic Week 2019 will be on all weekend, uh, on starting Saturday at 4pm and going all the way through to Monday morning at about 8 a.m. GMT. So plenty of Sonic related speedrunning content to tune into there. That's gonna be raising money for help hope live. A great charity, and you'll find out all the ways to donate when you tune into the stream tomorrow. Please tune in, guys. Genuinely, really excited for that. Not just because I'm on it, it's always a really fun event. I enjoy watching binging over the entire weekend. Um, as for Radio Sega, I will tell you what we have coming up during the next week. So, on. Um, on. The, the, the tomorrow. Oh, sorry, should I say. Saturdays at 2 a.m. GMT is RSN Live with voice. So you know how it works. Join the Mumble server, join the IRC, and join the crazy fun that goes on on RSN Live. Saturdays at 9 p.m. Uh, BST is The Hidden Palace of Skyblaze discussing the various oddities within Sega games, such as Easter eggs, glitches, hidden content, unused content, canceled games, anything along those lines, anything obscure. The Hidden Palace takes it on board. Saturdays at 10pm is Saturday Night Sega with Gavi, and this week it's going to be a pre-recorded episode. However, there's still plenty of news on the line since we missed last week's episode due to tech issues. It means, well, now it's all working and he's currently recording it as we speak. But it now means we've got plenty of news to discuss, such as the Sega Fest that happened two weeks ago, the various um, Sega Forever releases, hopefully, and other news pieces as well. Hopefully, it's going to be an entertaining episode tuned for that one Saturdays at 10pm. Sweaty Sundays with Dr. Scott next, Sundays at 1pm, and Nalbis as well, don't forget him. That's everyone's favourite Nintendo related podcast, and it's only live here on Radio Sega, but it is, however, in podcast form, or in highlights form now, I believe, on Nintendo Lounge. So tune into either one of them. If you'd miss it live, there's plenty of opportunities to be able to catch the full podcast or the cut down version available on YouTube. And that brings us to Sega Mix Drive Sundays at 8 p.m. At BST. Rexy playing you some of the best Sega remixes throughout the community. I don't know what it's about this week, but it's going to be a doozy. That's for certain. Monday's at 7pm, Radio Sega's guest night's playing you the best podcast available in the Sega community, and hopefully soon featuring some new podcasts. I'll keep you guys tuned on that one, but we are looking to sign on board some new people, but we've also got some great shows coming up in the near future because I can confirm the Retro Game Guys got a new Sega episode coming up soon, but it might not be this Monday, but it might be a Monday to come. Plenty of other Sega Sega podcasts are going to be coming up in the near pipeline as well. That brings us back Fridays at 7pm, Top of resort And I should say as well, Hopefully, if all things go to plan, 7pm BST, or maybe even 6pm BST, over on twitch.tv forward slash official Radio Sega, we should have an appearance from Rapid Run, and Rapid Run will hopefully be streaming some more Sega games, so... Be sure to stay tuned in on that whole affair. Uh, Rapid Run streams are always very entertaining. I know we've only had one so far, but we're also working on those new layouts, and he's uh, had a few weeks off just to recover, get back on track with his sleep, and all that. And understandable. I mean, we've all been there before, but um, especially Rapid Run, give him some love, and uh, be sure to tune in to his uh, streams. 7pm GMT. Sorry, BST. I'm so used to GMT. I can, however, confirm to you that we are. Bringing on board some more people to our streaming team. That's not just me and other staff members already here. We are bringing on some brand new people to be a part of our streaming team because we're really looking to push for that streaming content. My own streams will be back soon. I really hope to get back into it because I love doing those casual playthroughs. I just sort of got a bit out of the uh, out the habit of doing it. And I just keep forgetting. So I really want to get back into it. So does Ravseek So keep in mind that one in that regard. Uh, I think that's really all I need to mention. I want to give a huge thank you to everyone listening in the Discord. We've had Brick Game, we've had Rapid RapidGram, we've had Twinny, we've had I.I., we've had Superbike, we've had... Who else have we had? We had Serger, I believe, at one point, if you're still listening. Hello to Sergo. Uh, not too many other people as well, but hey, if you were listening, if you were lucky, if you were listening to the podcast, hello to you. Speaking of podcasts, I'm going to do my best to get this one up tonight, because I really want this one up, and then I'm going to... Home through my previous backlog of stuff slowly because it is a bit of a chore to do sometimes. I apologise for getting behind on it, but um, it was sort of a necessary evil to get behind on it in order to uh, keep on track with other things in my life. So I hope you understand that. But yes, thank you to everyone in the Discord. Thank you to everyone listening. So uh, there's only one track we can end on, and we surprisingly haven't played it tonight. And uh, it's not the world's most fitting end, but it is an end that I think uh, needed to be in here somewhere so we've been talking about it throughout the entire show and we haven't played it once and it's a track from a walker and it's, from Un- oh, it's known as Unknown Mother Goose the final track he ever made featuring Hatsune Miku so we're going to play that one to end off the show, I've been Green Vibrate you all have been awesome, thank you so much for listening and being as respectful as you guys kindly have been tonight and as always stay topical yeah, you yeah, am, yeah, yeah. yeah.